A very good afternoon and welcome to In Tune with myself, Naledi Molao. It's six minutes after 12 o'clock and we're going to be spending the next hour with you. If you know anything about In Tune, you'll know that this is the hour that focuses strictly on young people and we speak to them, not at them. So we're always keen to hear your views as well. 0891-104207 is the number to call, 34701 to send your SMSs. Our Twitter handle is at Intune underscore SAFM and you can also email us on Intune at SAFM. FM.co.za and in tune with Naledi Muleo is the name on Facebook and a lot of interesting discussions that we'll be having today. Recently, the African Youth and Economy Colloquium that was hosted by the Mail and Guardian and also Corp Train uh, taking place this week. And we're actually going to be speaking to some of the, the panelists of this discussion and talking about how can we expand African youth's participation in the economy. So a very important discussion indeed at a, at, at at, uh, at 20 to 1, we've got, as usual, the radio workshop. And quarter to 1, we go into a reflection of Malala Day at Vitz, which was held on the 11th of July. You'll learn all about that a little bit later on. Now, I'm joined in studio by two very strong young people. I'm joined in studio by uh, Donald Pejanu, who is the Managing Director of Corp Train Limited. Donald, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Nelidi. All right. And I'm also with Tessa Dooms, who is the Research and Policy Officer at Youth Lab. Thank you for joining us, Tessa. Thank you so much for having us. I think let's start off with Corp Train and the work that Corp Train actually does and why you felt it was important for you to organize uh, this colloquium. All right. Um, Corp Train is a research and development uh, company. Mm -hmm. We operate in the space of uh, training and skills development. We do a lot of conferences and seminars. Mm -hmm. And really, when it comes to this event, it's been an idea that has been, um, that we've been playing around with for quite some time. And uh, sometime last year, I actually thought, you know, as a young person, I really need to do something that speaks to the young people, the people of my age and my, the people of my group. Mm. So I, I coined the idea, um, put together the, the, the event, but then there was quite a number of issues that had to be sorted out. We needed sponsoring, we needed funding mm. um, to make sure that the event obviously is, becomes a success. So I did then sort of the Mailand Guardian. Right. I approached the Mailand Guardian, uh, luckily they said, yes, we are giving it a go ahead. Well, they, they would have been silly to say no. Ye well, I would say that yes. <laughs> so they gave it a thumbs up mm -hmm. and yeah, we, we, we worked on it, um, collaborated and... Um, some other, you know, organizations came through. I think one that needs to be mentioned is the National Youth Development Agency. Mm -hmm. They also said, look, we like the idea, um, especially because it speaks to the youth. So they came on board and we saw the event happening on Tuesday. And it was a great success, I must say. It's such a difficult one because when you talk about African youth and, and, and trying to encourage the African youth to participate more in building uh, the economy, the question is what exactly are we talking about? Um, what, what, what is it that we're looking for in that answer? I think um, what one, of, one of you know the major issues that was, that was uh, highlighted at the event was that the young people in Africa 
I think even if we bring it down to South Africa in particular, we, we are very discouraged. Mm. And we really wanted to put together something that young people would come together and say, what is it that we need to do? What is it that needs to be done by young people? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily wait for the government or, or, or the private sector to come and, and do something. Yes. What is it that we as young people can do? And this speaks to how do we encourage young people, the discouraged young people out there, how do we encourage them? Young people came together and indeed I must say we we came up with quite a number of solutions. Many of them were actually put together as suggestions mm. to the National Youth Development Agency because we were lucky to have the chairperson of the NYDA present at the event. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. So we, we, we gave in quite a lot of input and um, I must say we we, we we have achieved what we wanted to achieve. Well, you, you uh, have the likes of the, the NYDA there, the Organization of African Youth, and uh, their president, Mordecai Shumba, is going to be joining us in studio quite soon. Also, Youth Lab. So mm-hmm. um, all these organizations that work with the development of young people, we're talking about building the economy. Was there a sense of unison in the voices that were raised, Tessa? Well, I think unison is not necessarily the thing we need right now. Um, In terms of solutions, we actually need different voices, different viewpoints, different backgrounds and different experiences of Mm -hmm. young people in our country to be represented in the conversations. So I think what I enjoyed about it is that there was a robust discussion, there were different viewpoints, there was a lot of engagement, there were a lot of people who were speaking about um, social entrepreneurship for profit and what are the pros and cons of that. Mm -hmm. There were people who were speaking about um, different uh, sectors and industries like tourism and um, travel mm-hmm. and how that's impacted by young people. So we had different voices and we had different views and I think that's where the debate for young people about the economy needs to be. Right, and, and definitely a conversation that is quite broad. I mean, you mentioned that there's going to be issues and you're going to be discussions around social entrepreneurship and then there's the different sectors and the different industries. So a very broad one, but I think the umbrella idea here is, is, is having young people in Africa that are active and able to do something. So we're going to continue with uh, speaking to our guests here and also more Mordecai Shumba, president of the Organization of African Youth, will be joining us after this. Hello, I'm Maisha Jenkins, and we're back for another season of Poetry in the Air. During the month of August, We'll be celebrating women, our courage, our strength, our resilience, with 15 of Johannesburg's finest wordsmiths. Join us Monday through Thursday, quarter to 12, on SAFM. SAFM interacts on every level. Visit our website at safm.co.za. Follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio. Or simply like our Facebook page, SAFM Radio. Let's have the conversation. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. In tune with the young. 
It is indeed in tune with myself, Naledi Molewa, right here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The studio is quite full now, and uh, we've got Mordecai Shumba also, who's joined us, the president of the Organization of African Youth. And every time he comes in, he comes in with, with a threat. Naledi, I'm going to hurt you. I said spank. Yes, it's very I've gotten myself into quite a bit of trouble with Mordecai over, over the past few years. But it's, I'm good to have you here. I'm, I'm glad Thank to have you, you here. Thank you so much. It's um, always wonderful to be here. So obviously your contribution in, in the discussion that was the colloquial that was shared this week, mm-hmm. um, your kind of viewpoints and the things that you kind of raised from a pan-African organization point of view. Yes. Um, organization of African uh, Youth, obviously, is uh, a grouping, a movement, an organization that brings together young people from across the continent mm. to increase the activism of, uh, of youth in Africa, right? One of the key issues that I touched, especially on this symposium, was that the the youth of today need some kind of a generational vision. Mm. We need a direction of focus that we need to start working on. We need to identify our goals. We need we, we need to stop identifying problems because we know they exist and we have identified them ad nauseum so many times. So it's time now to take action because when you have got a vision and you don't have action, that's a nightmare. Mm. That's the recipe for nightmare. That's why we continue being you know, being compared to the youth of 1976. And we have got to understand that they have, they had the same confusion that they had. Uh, you know, uh, bad education system, mm. economic system that excluded everyone. But under that, uh, under that, uh, that system, there was something called apartheid that they were fighting for. They were fighting in different platforms. That's what we are saying, that you identify unemployment, you identify corruption, you identify this and that, but it's now to act on it. It's now time to bring all the youth voices and say, come together. Let's address the issues that we say. Monica, what you're talking about sounds a lot, and I I don't mean to sound, and I hope this doesn't sound exaggerated, Mm -hmm. but it's a a thinking point nonetheless, is that you're talking about a a kind of economic revolution of sorts, and I don't want to remind it, but you're talking about you know something that sounds a bit like a, 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 a an economic revolution for the African youth, and then you've got the likes of people like our very own, very popular Julius Malema. He says, you know, we're starting up the economic freedom fighters. We are going to be that economic revolution. Where are we missing the point here? Um, I don't think the point is being missed. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is to bring young people together to start acting. Because the, 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 you know, the idea of where we want to go is very plain. Mm. We need an economic revolution. We need the democratization of our economic system where everyone becomes part of it. Mm. Where, where, where people, like uh, an example, where, where, where people can, can feel comfortable to come from Tula Mahaje and, 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 and be comfortable in their skin when they are in Central City. Mm. So that, that is the kind of economic revolution that we want. That a person as young as 19 can have the ability, can have the dream to start a business without any impediment. Right. Yeah. That is, that is the economic revolution that, uh, that we seek in our young people. Well, let me just bring something in here. I mean, you also had the, 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 the chairperson, and Donald mentioned it earlier, the chairperson of the NYDA there. Um, this is an organization that quite a lot of times uh, has been faced with a whole lot of issues. I mean, I've had my own kind of angers towards the NYDA myself. Simple things like, you know, the NYDA Youth Awards that were held last year postponed this year and still 
you know, hanging in the air. No one knows what's going on. And it's almost left that way. It's almost become a, a culture that we've understood that the NYDA sometimes has a lot of promises and sometimes doesn't deliver. At this discussion, were you able to hold them accountable and say, what is going on with your agency? Well, um, I think the NYDA has, the biggest problem has been their lack of interfacing with young people directly. Mm. And so their, their communication strategies have been quite aloof and quite void of engagement directly with young people. And that's mm. why when they do get into the room, they face a barrage. The, the colloquium had to go on an hour longer just so that <laughs> Yeshin could feel the, the questions that he got. Mm. Um, uh, from Youth Lab side, we've tried to address this um, outside of this colloquium and, and being a part of that mm. um, by doing two entrepreneurship dialogues where the NYDA came up very strongly, where we had um, in total of over 100 entrepreneurs speaking in, uh, at these dialogues and sharing their views. And yesterday an inter interesting point came up at, at one of our dialogues that perhaps we're thinking about the NYDA as the savior of our economy and yes. the savior of young people's role in the economy. Mm -hmm. And we need to start thinking about actually what are they able to do and what's in their mandate. And government also needs to tell them what is in their mandate, what are they able to deliver in the ecosystem of young people's um, participation in the economy and what they are not able to deliver. I think mm -hmm. that would be the first thing that would help ease a lot of the pressure and the strain um, in our relationship with the NYDA. But the second thing also is for, for the funding mechanism not just to be about throwing money at people. And I think that's, that's the perception that a lot of young people have, that the NYDA throws money at them, but once they have that money, they are still thrown back into an economy that doesn't absorb them in, yes. um, into a corporate world that is, uh, that is hostile towards young people and hostile mm. particularly to poorer young people. And so they, they don't necessarily have a very good environment, and there's not a good outlay of the ecosystem of entrepreneurship, the ecosystem that small businesses are, are in. And we need to start thinking about where are the other players in, in this. So where are the other, the, the other youth organizations that are working with young people in yes. the economy? Where are the, the entrepreneurial hubs and the small business hubs? Where mm. are they located in this? What skills do they offer? Where are the people who are speaking to policy? Those are the kind of discussions that young people were having with us. And I think they're very, very fair points that the mm. NYDA can start thinking a little bit more about what landscape they're creating as opposed to what funds they're giving. Right, a very good one there. Um, I just, I, I'll give you an opportunity now. I just want to bring Donald in. It's, you know, Donald is even facing the other direction. But, you know, we're <laughs> talking, he's facing, you know, his back is facing me, but we're going to continue the conversation anyway. Um, you've got all these organizations together in one room sharing all of these discussions that Tess is talking about, uh, the possibilities of collaborations of sort. Because if you've got the, 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 the Mail and Guardian is willing to back an event like this because it has youth and the organization of African youth and Corp Train and, 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 you're able to see that, you know, if you guys work together and you, you're holding hands, a lot more can be done. Possibilities of more collaboration, Donald? Definitely, mm. uh, uh, lady. What is actually happening is that um, immediately once, once we were finished with the colloquium on Tuesday, we, we engaged the NYDA, we engaged the Mail and Guardian again, and an agreement was that, um, because it also came out as one, one, one of the suggestions from the event that we need to have more of these. Mm. Therefore, uh, the date has been confirmed for the 2nd and, and 3rd of October. However, what has been identified again and highlighted was that we find ourselves, for example, the event was held at the, at the Glen Hove uh, Convention Center. Mm. We find ourselves sitting uh, with uh, right inside, you know, uh, uh, the suburbs, um, having these conversations, relevant info, uh, conversations that actually affect 
particularly uh, uh, the black child within within the townships. Mm. Therefore, it was suggested that let's take it basically within or at the back yard of 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 uh, the people that are that are mainly affected. So we're going to be doing it in Soweto. Mm. Uh, the venue has not been identified as yet. However, it will be in Soweto the second and third of October. And we're basically inviting, you know, corporates, we're inviting other government departments or other government agencies that may be, you know, able to help to come in and assist us. Uh, those who want to sponsor us, they can always contact me. Um, however, the event is definitely happening again in October and they will continue. These conversations will continue because this is what the black child in particular is, is, is looking for. Mm. They need to be encouraged. They need to be constantly reminded that, look, it is not necessarily only about the NYDA bringing in money, as Tessa said, but you can also do it yourself. There are so many ways of raising funds. There are so many ways of doing business other than just being funded. Mm. So, indeed, we are going to be continuing with your conversations. All right, 34701 to send your SMSs and 891 to give us a call. Mordecai? Uh, I wanted to talk about the NYDA in, in brief. I think <laughs> it's an organization that, that has got the best of, uh, you know, of ideas on how to empower young people. But I think they will need some kind of reformation in the sense that within the organization need to be accountable not only to the government but to the youth themselves. Mm. The complexion of NYDA should be such that it represents young people, not necessarily political youth entities. And that is the case at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I want to take a look at some of the SMSs that we've gotten through here. One that says, Go Youth of Africa and unite for change and lead. Youth really must be under the age of 25 years of age. And that's Norma, who was of the youth of 1976. So the struggle continues. Uh, some of the biggest themes that you feel were the most important having been covered uh, in this colloquial, in this, in this discussion here, uh, Donald? The most important themes covered in the discussion. Oh, all right. There's there's there's, there's quite a number of, um, of of topics that were covered. Mm. Um, these guys that we actually brought on board to come and speak about, you know, these issues. I mean, for example, uh, NYDA looked at the strategies for youth empowerment or youth empl- youth employment creation, looking at you know their current um, um, uh, ways of doing things. What mm. is it that they are doing to try and curb unemployment in South Africa or in Africa? Uh, we had one one other guy in Lelentle uh, Zindela from uh, the Young Professionals and Entrepreneurs Forum, who mainly looked at um, you know entrepreneurship and the quality of education, um, basically trying to look at you know sustainable development, trying to look at job creation. Uh, some of the guys looked at um, the African Economic Revolution, uh, basically um, the youth and their participation. Mm. So there's, there's, there was quite a number. Of, of issues that were that were covered. Uh, it's one thing that uh, Mordecai also spoke about at the at the at the colloquial was also um, you know the rise of middle class uh, in, in in Africa and also and also you spoke about African opportunity and how this is Africa's time. Explain that for us. Um, one of the main problems that we are facing in Africa is that our communities are so poor that they don't have a head start to be able to start competing to mm-hmm. be able to move their people you know, up the ladder to the middle cr- uh, class. One of the proposals that we, um, I made at the, at the symposium was that we need some kind of a corporate payback, and this is how it works. Um, when we talk about black economic empowerment, we talk about uh, 
people that already have got the capacity to be able to own businesses and therefore they go and get probably a stake in Anglo-American. Mm. It shouldn't be that. The communities themselves must develop some kind of trust that should be able to get equity in companies that are desecrating their, their environments you know, getting coal, doing this fracking and mm. so forth. At least a community that will be able to get equity, a stake, so that whenever that company makes a profit, that profit also goes, the dividends goes towards the trust that manages the facilities of that community so that we can build, build schools, we can build clinics, we can build roads. We, we can't live continue to live in an Africa where an ambulance cannot get, go into the rural areas to take a sick patient mm. simply because there are no roads. So companies that are working in those areas should be able at least to fund infrastructure development and that should be policy. It's simply corporate payback and they must pay back to the communities that own the land where they participate mm. and make a profit. Well, youth life also hasn't been, uh, you know, very quiet. You've, you, you continue to hold dialogue similar to this. I mean, last year in October, I believe you held a, a dialogue titled Black Business and the Future of the Nation, Possibilities and Pitfalls for Young Black Entrepreneurs. The importance of, of keeping dialogue going uh, when we talk about this economic revolution. Uh, maybe the first thing to say is that we need to get um, right what we think dialogue is. Mm. Dialogue is not conversation. Dialogue is an apparatus that gets us to the point of action. And um, until we, we start thinking about dialogue in that way, they're going to be talk shops and they're going to be branded as talk shops and get the bad rep that talk shops have. And so for us, dialogue is about bringing young people together, not only to share ideas amongst themselves, mm. but to interface with the government and engage with government and make their suggestions based on their life experiences, based on the challenges that they face, based on what they know, mm. um, make suggestions to government about how to change things. And what was most exciting for me in the dialogues that we've held is we've been able to get young people to say, this is what we want, this is what we are able to do, Mm. this is how we would like government to change its policies, this is how we would like government to treat us, this is how we would like to, uh, what we'd like to add to the economy and add as entrepreneurs. And that's for me where where dialogue is at. Um, It's not just kind of this rotation of words. (laughs) We've seen a lot of those. Someone says, says, you know, sometimes we get to a point where we're having conversations about having conversations and and nothing actually gets done. 0891-104-207 to give us a call. We have Bruce in Pretoria, and I believe you are also uh, a speaker. Bruce, thank you for calling in. Thank you very much, ma'am. Yes, continue, Bruce. What do you what do you want to share with us? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's. it's uh, I really think you know this initiative and and you know the project that Donald is working on is a very good platform that we really need in Africa. You know, we need to stimulate uh, conversations around issues of development. But I mean, obviously, that speaks largely to the fact that you know we need to. If you look at the continent's population, it's it's made largely of young people. So we need to find ways to capitalize on the demographic dividend. But obviously, the key issue for me, one of the key uh, issues that we raised during those uh, during that uh, event, was the fact that you know it, it's really an issue about our leadership. You know, we, the, the certain attributes that we want from the leaders that we have. You know, leaders who are you know who are honest enough to be able to see where they are lacking and, and see where they have not been doing well and identify existing opportunities. The challenges that we have is that you know when we look at leadership in Africa, there's so there's so much energy around drawing contrast between apartheid and, and now, you know, and, and because of that, we're missing existing opportunities and we're not 
you know, adopting and 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 a progressive way of looking things and looking at how we can actually develop uh, the lives of youth. So instead of assuming a very defensive approach to not being able to do well or not reaching young people or not developing the lives of young people as we should. Uh, our leaders are not actually being honest enough to actually say, you know, we need to identify existing structures. If you look at South Africa, for instance, and platforms like the NYDA, the challenge that we have is that there is very little collaboration between organizations with similar interests and similar activities. Mm. So we need to find ways to actually engage more organizations and be honest enough to say, we are lacking in these areas and let's look for opportunities. Let's look, let's incorporate innovation and creativity. A typical example, like I've spoken during the, the, uh, the Intervention is the fact that you know we have e-learning platforms like Coursera, for instance, that offer free education uh, courses for people who cannot actually afford. Why are we not um, incorporating those programs in Africa? You know, where we, we we have institutes where a lot of young people have finished metric, but they cannot actually progress to tertiary institutions because mm. they cannot afford it. Why are we not capitalizing on that? So that there's a smooth flow of things, that young people are not getting assistance and then getting stuck along the way. Uh, Bruce, yeah. thank you so much for calling in. Um, uh, perhaps, yeah. you know, some thoughts of, of, of you know, the, the things that you really enjoyed that came out of the discussions. Mordecai? I think um, one of the major things that I, um, I, I enjoyed about it is that young people are no longer prepared to sit back. But there are quite a lot of things that they can do to to try and change their lives, their community, and the complexion of their country. Mm. And they realize the problems that we are facing, that government uh, alone cannot do it all. They have got to also come on board and start participating and also pushing their leadership to be able to deliver on the promises. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tessa? Um, I think for me there were two strong things that stood out in the discussion we were having about entrepreneurship. Um, one was this issue of social entrepreneurship, um, both for profit and non-profit purposes. Um, the fact that we, we need to start seeing entrepreneurship and innovation um, in industry as a way to start dealing with our social ills. Mm. So yes, on the one hand, it's government's responsibility to deal with the social ills of our society, but it's also government's responsibility to create an enabling environment for us to be able to solve our own problems. Mm. And so um, there is a, a rise in people realizing that they need to be um, more socially tapped in in terms of the kind of entrepreneurial ideas they want to come up for business, whether it's for profit or non-profit purposes. Um, one of the, the other things that um, came out quite strongly was the need for us to start thinking about who are the entrepreneurs and what is the difference between entrepreneurship and small business ownership. Um, so when the NYDA, when other funding agencies, when, when, when um, banks are looking at young people and they are coming there for funding, how do you distinguish between somebody who's an entrepreneur, who's an ideas person, who's got a new idea that's untested and, un- and, and, and uncooked, undone, mm. and the person who's coming with a business model of something that's tried and tested before? How do we start supporting both of those categories of people as opposed to just saying, if you don't have a business model, we can't help you? But if you but yeah. quite often we have these discussions around, you know, building and, and, and developing the, the entrepreneur. But, you know, it always comes with questions. We need to start having dialogues and conversations around how you, you give this person access to, to opportunity or whatever it may be. But what are the answers to some of those questions, Donald? You know, um, Naledi, I think one of, one of um, the, the, the major issues uh, that young people are faced with in South Africa, particularly today, um, we all know that entrepreneurship is the answer. Mm. However, we do lack uh, a number of, of skills. And one of, one of the, 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 the major um, 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 
you know, issue that, that I've realized that young people lack in, in South Africa is the resilience that is needed in business. Mm. Um, yes, you are going to want the NYDA to fund you. You are going to want the bank to, 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 to fund your business. However, they need to be assured that you can in actual fact pull it through. And before you can actually even prove that you can pull it through, you have already given up. Um, I mean, for example, um, this particular event on its own, it didn't just come overnight. Um, I had to endure, you know, a, a number of obstacles. I had to be resilient in mm. order for it to be a success. And that is what I think young people in South Africa need. They need to be resilient. They need to know that in business you don't just go in and tomorrow you, 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 you've succeeded. Mm. You know, so, so, so I, I really think as much as we, 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 we would want you know, to point a finger here and there, um, we still, on, on our own as, 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 as young people, need to look, you know, deep inside and, and realize that it doesn't just come as easy as, as we think it is. Right. Well, I'm going to start talking about the different projects that uh, all of you guys are up to. Youth Lab, what is it that we can expect and see uh, coming out of Youth Lab over the next few months? Okay, so Youth Lab's focus is not only entrepreneurship. What we are is a think tank, a policy think tank, and our job is to bring together young people and policymakers, bring them into the room about policy issues that affect young people directly. Um, we've covered topics such as teen sexuality and the legislation around teen, um, teens' sexual rights. We've covered topics like education, and now we're focusing on entrepreneurship for the moment. Um, what you can expect from us is that we're looking forward to taking the conversations that we've had back to the NYDA, the small, the small, um, the small enterprise fu funding agency, back to the DDI, um, back to the Department of Public Enterprise, who we've engaged with, um, and saying to them, these are policy suggestions that have come out of these dialogues, and we would like them them implemented. Mm -hmm. um, the the other thing that we're also looking to do is set up some innovation hubs, one where you can have young people who are innovators in their spaces, mm. whether it's business entrepreneurship in a pure sense or whether it's entrepreneurship um, and innovation in the business, um, corporate, in the corporate world, people who are professionals. We want to start encouraging innovative thinking in this country. We want to start encouraging people to start reimagining what their country would look like, how they can start plugging in their skills and their abilities. Yeah. So um, our programs will be around encouraging innovation and encouraging dialogue, direct dialogue between young people and policy makers because we, we realized even yesterday um, one of the young people said I as normal table I'm not going to get the attention of my minister in the same way as the president of Capitec Bank is mm. and what's important we must realize we have to take back that space as citizens citizens and citizenry is not just left to some organizations and it's not just left in the hands of business mm. as a citizen I need to demand the right to have an audience with my it minister it's your responsibility absolutely to do that. Yeah. We, are, we have to demand the right for our government to listen to us mm. we have to demand the right and we only get that right once we actually have thought through our ideas once we actually are willing to present ourselves there and push through the obstacles That's that true. the government and bureaucracy sets up for us and they always say if you can't, if you can't get through in that wall and the, you know whoever you need to speak to is on the other side of the wall, climb over it. If you can't climb over it, get under it. If you can't, send an email. Uh, but to Donald, quickly, uh, your thoughts uh, and, and also what Corp Train is going to be getting up to over the next few months. Um, the dialogue, this particular dialogue is going to continue, Naledi, mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned earlier. I hope I'm, I'm invited next time. Definitely, definitely yes. you are. Um, the 2nd and 3rd of October, mm -hmm. uh, the event will happen in Soweto. Um, I think um, um, I'd like to also call upon you know businesses 
uh, young people who are doing wonderful things because what we also saw there at the event is that we had the opportunity to see what other young people are doing. Yes. You know, um, uh, uh, if these events do not happen, we will not actually be able to see as to what are other young people doing out there. So I'm calling upon those that are doing wonderful things out there. Um, give me a call, uh, uh, email me, follow me on Twitter at Donald Pejani, mm-hmm. and engage me. You know, give me ideas as to what is it that you would want to add, what is it that you'd want to contribute. And um, other than that, uh, there's, there's quite a lot of things that I'm doing. Um, particularly in the training and skills development space. Mm. Uh, I do a lot of digital media training, um, social media. I'm trying to focus a little bit in, 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 in you know, social media for municipalities. I think um, there's a lot of uh, opportunities in, in our municipalities to use social media to communicate. So I'm trying to, to cascade that down to, to, to municipalities. And, um, yeah, and, and a whole lot of other things. And a whole lot of other things. Mordecai, the OA Youth, and what you guys are going to be getting up to? Um, Organization of African Youth has got uh, key programs that we, we, we think are going to help, especially our young people in the grassroots, uh, at the grassroots level, one of which is entrepreneurship training. Mm-hmm. It is very expensive at universities and so forth, so we decide that it, 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 is, uh, it is great especially now, for us to be giving it for free. Mm. Um, we are also giving a platform for young people to be able to, to go and volunteer out there because social entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurship comes out of your, ability, your, your, your willingness to give your abilities to the community. So that and expect you nothing in return. And it's expect so nothing true. in yes. return. Mm. But um, one of the key issues that we need to address at this point in time is bringing together young people uh, so that at least they can be the, the, you know, the, the channel for change that we seek at this point in time. We are trying to energize the actions of young people, and we do that through meetings. We have got another one that is happening, a public meeting at FETS mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on the 3rd of August. That is next week on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So a lot of young people that might want to come and join us to define our generational vision, to define the policy that we want to to move along, to define the pressure that we need to give government, so that at least we are part of decision making. That is, yeah. One of also, I, I don't know how much time I have got, but I need to cover a few points that <laughs> I think young people can contribute out there without mm-hmm. the need to join a political party or the need to join. Well, an let me do this. We're going to take a short break, and then I'll give you an opportunity sure. just to wrap up, and also we get your Twitter handles as well. So, short break, and we continue. The National Department of Rural Development and Land Reform, together with the Gauteng Provincial Government, will be hosting the 1913 Natives Land Act exhibition from the 26th of July to the 4th of August at the Nasrec Expo Centre. The exhibition is taking is, is part of marking 100 years since the introduction of the 1913 Natives Land Act. All citizens are invited to come and take a short walk through history and see how many steps were taken in South Africa's long walk to freedom. Entrance is free. In tune with the young. Indeed, we are in tune with the young, and I'm still in studio with Donald Pejane, uh, Managing Director of Corp Train Limited, and also Tessa Dooms, Research and Policy uh, Officer at Youth Lab, and also Mordecai Shumba, uh, President of the Organization of African Youth. Mordecai, I was I interjected there while you were busy. Um, uh, I, 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 I forgive you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, one of the things that we would like our young people out there, even if if you are there and you have got uh, the energy to do something and you feel things are going wrong um, around you, yeah. you don't just clench your fist and uh, and put it in your pocket. It must be used to strike somehow <laughs> so that you can make a difference. So 
there are small things that uh, young people can do wherever they are. They must join youth clubs. Mm. Joining youth clubs uh, enables you to share ideas with other people so that your thoughts don't remain in your head. Mm. You must cast your vote. I, I, I lived in a country called Zimbabwe where a ruling party becomes so complacent and it engages in corruption. It starts beating people because the voices of youth out there is not mm. being heard. Yes. You must demonstrate whenever there is something that is happening that you feel uh, should be changed. Go out there and demonstrate. Don't just sit back and watch uh, uh, Kosatu do this. Demonstrate, but please don't burn down our schools and, exactly. our, and our facilities. Yes. yes, because demonstrations are the ones that made 1976 famous. We mm. can still use them today so that we can air our voices. Know your representatives. And I know in South Africa we have got this political system where MPs are, are put there, imposed by political parties according to the proportion of votes they receive. But you need to engage with them because they have got to be, accounted to be to, uh, accountable to the constituents, the people like you. So mm. know their Twitter handles if there is anything going wrong Tweet. right on top there. Tweets, <laughs> yeah. yes. You must, um, you must swell, swell your party structures. A lot of people just join political uh, parties and then hold a card. You must be there and influence policy in that political party structure so that at least when they go to parliament, they are going to, to share your ideas as mm. well. You must attend conferences like the one that Donald uh, 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 organized because that's where ideas are shared. That's where you actually see that you are not alone in your dis uh, disgruntlement of the way the government is acting. Mm. You must name and shame. I know there are a lot of people who use the, the, the Hello Peter website whenever they have got a problem. It changes a lot of people. If you see somebody being uh, beating his wife next door, write it on, uh, on Facebook. Something. Let other people know that he is, he is an angel outside, but when he is at home, he abuses his people. That's so true. it's a lot of things that young people can do. You must write letters to the editor and no, no journalist, no presenters like my lady, so that at least whenever there is something, phone in and start talking about it. Mm. Mordecai, mm. <laughs> I've got to jump in. Otherwise, otherwise Mordecai is going to take my is going to take my job. So just quickly, guys, your Twitter handles before we let you guys go. Uh, Donald, we'll start with you. Mine uh, at Donald Pejani. Uh -huh. uh, I, I don't know if you have spelled that. D O N A L D P uh -huh. for Paul H E J A N E. Got it. Sentessa. Uh, just so that we don't get it wrong, the revolution cannot be tweeted or subtweeted. Yes. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> let's not only engage or on Twitter yes. or retweet it. Yes. Um, but let's, so let's not only engage on Twitter, but you can find Youth Lab at Youth Lab um, ZA. Mm -hmm. um, that's on Twitter. We're also on um, Facebook, also as Youth Lab ZA. Okay. And you can get us on our website, www.youthlab.org.za. All right. And what more, Kai? Um, visit our website, www.oayouth.org. Dot org. So it's just one word, oayouth.org. Right. Uh, Facebook is just uh, Facebook. Just go and search oayouth, you'll find it. Got it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been wonderful speaking to you. Uh